And here we are in the final day of March. We I am almost out of it. I am absolutely committed to getting a bugle. <laughs> I'm doing it. I want to, like, after a good coaching call. Or at the start of the coaching call. You should, you should just play the video at the start of every one of your coaching calls. I think it works, man. I think it totally, totally works. You know? Don't do that. Good morning. Good morning, Noodleberg Daily Huddle. Good morning to the community. Good morning to the squad. Good morning, gentlemen. How was your day yesterday? Nice to see you smiling. So yesterday was jam-packed. I had uh, coaching calls all day long. And as we just reviewed, um, God, I love what I do. So great to catch up with people. Uh, Ended the day with my dear friend, Lori Salarillo and... Um, we just broke all the time barriers. It was the end of the day. So we just kept going and uh, digging in deep and getting better. And I told her that when you are inclined to be great, getting better is harder. It's harder than the average Joe. It just is, man. You're, yeah. you're, you know, you're pushing yourself and pushing yourself. I'm so happy that Shelby Fabian is here. Uh, he, he's an occasional Um but I'm really glad he's here. Good morning, Shelby. Last time he was here, I forgot to uh, shout him out. It was in my brain and we got carried away. So good morning. Thanks. Welcome, for Shelby. Welcome to the huddle. Glad Shelby to have is, you here. Uh, is building a nice business, just growing, adding people, doing his thing. So thanks for joining the huddle, the community so that supports. Do you have a perfect kickoff for a video that I want to show in the beginning of the show. It's when you're at that level, right? The commitment to excellence and getting 1% better all the time. Well, there is this video that has surfaced of um, Chris Paul and Michael Jordan at a basketball camp for all of these kids. And at the end of the camp, Chris Paul makes a bet with Michael Jordan that if he misses three shots, he's got to buy the entire camp Jordans, right? A pair of Jordans for every kid in the camp. Now, you would think that, like, you know, as being a good human, you'd, you'd want to do it for the kids. No, no, no. Not when you are committed to excellence. Shay, show me the video. one shot <laughs> and you can hear the disappointment in the kids voices as he just trains shot after shot but, but, but you and i talked this morning which is so great about pre-huddle good morning william thank you for joining the the, the pre-huddle we're already talking about stuff and i was saying you know mindset is this really broad thing michael jordan master of the mindset but when you look at that you're betting on yourself, man. There's, you know, that is the entrepreneurial spirit. Move everybody out of the way. Confidence, man. I got this. Put it on my shoulders. Every great entrepreneur has the same feeling. So when you, and I love that you brought us to that conversation about mindset. That was what my post was about this morning. Cause I think sometimes mindset can be a little bit hard for people to grasp. And so I broke it into five really manageable buckets for people where it starts with belief 
then it goes to inspiration, then it goes to confidence, then it goes to growth, and then it goes to failure and how you develop your mindset in those five areas and what you do, whether it be activities, whether it be food, whether it be diet, whether it be exercise that feed those things and how you develop a system and a process. But I don't think anybody talks about belief better than this guy. Shay, show me Inky. Believe in what you're doing. Sometimes all you got to do is stay the course and outlast whatever the opposition and the adversity may be, right? When it comes to whatever you consider to be success. Success for some people is, hey man, every single day I get to have dinner with my family. That's success to me, right? Success for other people is, hey man, every single month I clear 500000 Great, that's success. Whatever success means to you, properly define it, but always look at it in terms of, do I love what I do? Do I know what I'm doing? If opposition and adversity happens, will I still believe in what I'm doing? You know, there's an interesting takeaway there. You know, Bill Belichick talked about do your job. Nick Saban talks about do your job. You walk into a lot of companies and you go, hey, what's your job? And they go, right. Like You talk to a salesperson, what's your job? Your job is not to sell. Your job is to develop opportunities. So it's, you know, understanding, know what you do. It's uh, that's a great Defining the job is so important. And I think that's where like the a lesson that I learned, and we're gonna get on a conversation. Should we go to wake up music before we come back and finish this conversation? I guess otherwise we ain't get everything. Let's get to some wake up music. We're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about that for a second. So this was a great lesson that I learned from football, because when you gave a kid a scholarship, you were essentially locked into that guy for four years, right? There were some ways you could get out of it, but for the most part, you owned them for four years. So if you missed on somebody or you had a, you had a quarterback that just wasn't performing as a quarterback, or you had a linebacker that wasn't really performing as a linebacker, and you felt like you had offered them all of the opportunities that they could get in order to succeed at that position, firing was not an option. So you really had to have a conversation with that young man about what is it that you really want to do? What, what skill sets do you feel like fit you best? Where do you see yourself offering this organization the most value? Let's find a way to make a position that fits that so that we can get something out of him because otherwise it was a complete loss and you were holding that dead weight for three years, which ends up becoming, which I think n- not enough companies do that. Instead of just moving on from people, find a way to make it work with somebody by asking them, what is it that you really want to do? You know, I I, I'm, I would struggle with that. Yeah. Because, you know, I got a, I got a position I got to fill. I need an offensive lineman. 
you can't, you know, if you're, you know, 180 pounds, you can't be an offensive lineman. So you might want to do something that your skill sets and body doesn't allow you to do. Maybe not the same exact parallel in business, but to me, I think the big void is knowing what to do. Like when, when I get up in front of an organization and I say, with absolute certainty, I can teach you what to do that will increase your success rate. You know, you just got to learn it and do it. Right. You got to be willing to learn it. You know, you can say, well, I just not the way we do it. And, you know, so. And willing to do it. Like, right. so that's where, like, are, are there salespeople who are in sales roles that should just not be in sales roles? Like that to me is, is there, is there a percentage of people? Are there intangibles? Are there certain things that you say, you know what? I could get you to do all of the things that I want you to do, but you don't really want to do it anyway. So it's going to hurt the quality of the work and you're never going to really fulfill the position the way you should. Maybe you'd be better off punching numbers in in the back room. Maybe you'd be better off helping somebody do research to set them up for success. Is there, and that's kind of the way I look at it. I actually think that swings the other way. There's some people who are great communicators that are not in the sales world who you can convert. They, right. you know, they're, they're the technician. They're the one who really knows all the stuff, but they've never been taught the sales. Their right. view of sales is, oh, I don't want to right. say <laughs> They view it as forcing solutions on somebody, but you're the technician. You know how to do it. All you got to do is communicate value, which you do as a person all the time. So, you know, I, I think that idea really does work if you can find, listen, you know, the, the, the book good to great was getting the right people on the bus and getting them in the right seats, you know? Right. And so if you have good people, good people committed to a cause, then you can move them around, but it, it's a very, very, very dangerous slope. I'll so the, what you just talked about with good people committed to a cause, we're going to celebrate uh, somebody who is, yeah, so, what do you got? This is exactly why Shelby's here, right? He's right. Like, hey, man. He's right, exactly. You know what? He's learned how to present what he does in a way that people are buying him, not necessarily the numbers. It's his understanding of the numbers. It's his experience with the numbers. So exactly. what a great comment. Funny, but true. I love that. So we're going to go to morning, morning motivational music, which are tied into the mindset of believing. Then we're going to come back. We're going to talk about huddle headlines. And we're going to talk about somebody who got a lot of good people committed to a cause and did something really special. The master of my CEO. I was broken from a young age, taking my soak into the masses, writing my poems for the few that look at me, took at me, shook at me, feeling me, singing from heartache, from the pain, taking my message from the veins, speaking my lesson from the brain, seeing the beauty through the... Believe me, 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 believe me
up above, oh. I was choking in the crowd, building my brain up in the cloud, falling like ashes to the ground, hoping my feelings, they would drown, but they never did, ever lived, ever and flowing, inhibited, limited, till it broke up when it rained down, it rained down, idea belief most people this is a categorization but it's true have limiting beliefs sure one of the reasons why i love linkedin is linkedin is a absolute daily this videos in there matt higgins posted something an interview with um brad um can't, just went blank on his name uh brad cooper bradley cooper mm -hmm. and he talked about the voice in your head is the most powerful telling you, you can't do it. You can't do it. That's that limiting belief to overcome that is so hard. So that tees up where you want to go here, but 80% of it happens in your mind before it happens on the field. Well, that's what I, so, you know, it's when we talk about coaching and I love the fact that Nick Saban talked about this in the talk we could talk about process. We can talk about people. We can talk about having the right priorities. We can talk about all the great organizational things, which when we get to huddle headlines, we're going to talk about Fred Smith and some of those things. But at the end of the day, you got to believe that. And it's got to be in your mind and the things you do that develop the mindset, right? The inputs, the outputs. And if you think about how you handle failure, how you look at growth and what you do to, you know, develop a growth mindset. When you think about how you develop confidence, where you get in for inspiration from internally, externally, and then how that all feeds into this belief system. That's to me, that's what the mindset is, is it's a belief system oh, I love that. that allows me to overcome obstacles and achieve objectives, like to keep it really fucking simple. I don't want to talk about goals and accomplishments and excuse my language. F that I, I, make it simple. It's Ooh. about overcoming adversity. A little, little sensitive on the language. Why? Because <laughs> I remember that there's kids watching sometimes. And if I don't preemptively say, hey, earmuffs, then you can't just say whatever you want. So the, the sisters of Sistel, when I was up there. She told us, she goes, listen, you know, I was in the car with my kids taking them to school. And then they go, oh, he uses bad words. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Uh, so it just the, the idea of the mindset has to be built for you to overcome obstacles and built for you to achieve, achieve objectives. Keep it one step at a time and get over the adversity to get the next thing done. That's what creates success and consistency. When you talk about sports and you talk about business, failure and rejection are a big part of it. If you do not have the wherewithal to deal with that, it's going to be brutal. You know, exactly. I mean, you know, so for me, I've reinvented myself half a dozen times. And people go, wow, how do you do that? There is no choice. What do you mean? How? You, know, you just got to do it. You know, so. so Shay, give me huddle headlines music. And then we're going to talk about what's happening with that. So it is official. Yes. I like yes. that music too. I want I know. more. <laughs> it really reminds me of like 
the you know the nightly update or the weekly update on right. SNL, you know. Um, but so it is official that Fred Smith, the founder and CEO of FedEx, is stepping away from his role as CEO, moving into a board seat and uh, moving on, or at least allowing FedEx to move on from his leadership. So first of all, he's done incredible things. And where he got the idea for FedEx was he was watching companies like IBM and companies like Microsoft uh, and Xerox become more automated. And he said, as the world gets more automated, they're going to need better supply chain answers. They're going to need faster, better service and answers when it comes to shipping. That's where he got the idea for FedEx. But I got a little two minute part of an interview that I want to show from from Fred Smith that really talks about how he's become successful. Things that have been reasons for the success of FedEx when you started it and still today. For well, you as the leader. Yeah. Well, I, I think to some degree, people th look at that around um, business and find find that to be unusual and I guess it is but in a lot of other uh, fields it's not so unusual I don't know of any four-star general that didn't start off as a second lieutenant so to go from second lieutenant to four-star general and the pyramid gets very small up at the top you have to um, you have to um, study learn the lessons of history, find people to emulate, be willing to change, learn how to delegate, learn how to, to state uh, with clarity what you're trying to achieve. And the higher you go and the bigger the organization, the better you have to be at all of those things. Uh, the same thing's true in you know, the football business. I know that a little bit. My son Arthur here is, is the tight ends coach of the Tennessee Titans. Go Titans next fall. <laughs> I think they're going to be very good. But most people that become great coaches, they played football. Yeah. And then they were a tight ends coach. And then maybe they're offensive coordinator. And then they end up, some of them, like Tom Landry or Bill Belichick, is geniuses. So they've gone through that continuum. And, and I don't look at what I've done any different than those examples I just gave you. I, I did change a lot. I did study a lot. I did try to uh, avail myself of the lessons of history and other people that made those transitions from sort of small to, to, to big enterprises. And I just think it's discipline and objectivity and the willingness to, to, to do those things I just mentioned to you. So five key behaviors that I think when you hear him speak, he talked about a lot of things, study, emulate, change, delegate, communicate. I mean, if you focused on those five things, I don't care if you're the CEO of FedEx or you're the janitor or you're whoever inside the organization, you're going to become great because of those five behaviors. So just ask this question, just the first one. How many people actually study after high school? Right. Nobody. Nobody. It's like, what do you do? Oh, I just do this. So, you know, well, what do you do to get better? I just do it. It <laughs> doesn't work. Well, that was that was my, you know, when we talk about confidence and building confidence, confidence comes partially from studying. You got to know it. When you know you know it, you've got no 
you, you, you've got no fear about stepping in front of somebody and communicating that information. And so I think, do you know what, and so this is going to move this conversation a little bit to how the organization became successful. Do you know what the purple promise is? I do not. So this is the core value. And it's, I love that he's got one statement that bleeds through the entire organization. The purple promise that every employee has to uphold is I will make every FedEx experience outstanding. And like, that's internal and external. That's, that's not int right. And so th that to me is we, you know, we've talked about simplifying three words, core words, all those things. That's a value proposition that I don't care where you're at in the organization. You can own that and apply that to whatever your job is to ensure that the FedEx experience is outstanding. And had a conversation with somebody yesterday about customer service, and they were saying how people need to be trained on it. And I was like, I don't understand why you would train on anything else before training on that. Because if you don't have customer service, if you don't create experience, you've got no way to create loyalty, to create any kind of longevity in business because you'll forever be in a transactional one time and, and done for every you know customer you have. And in all of my brand conversations, which I'm actually doing one a virtual presentation for some folks in Tampa tomorrow um, who wanted to have a conversation about brand, personal brand development, people don't buy the product or service. They buy the experience of what it's like to buy it. Like if it's a pain in the ass to do business with you and they got to run around, you know, here's a perfect example. I was on Delta. They served the snack. I looked at the snack. I tasted it. It was great. Kate's real food. It was like unbelievable. Right on the package. It said, go to the website, put in Delta 20 and boom, you get a, you get a discount. <laughs> I go to do that. Can't find the place to put in Delta 20. I sent them a note right on there, you know, ask us anything. A lovely person came right back and said, hey, here's a screenshot. Here's what you need to do. You need to hit one more button. And then that shows up and da, da, da. Please let me know how it goes. And it was like, wow, you know, like it was real. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's experience. They made right. the experience with that brand. And regardless of whether or not you go buy from them immediately, you're far more likely to talk about it just like you just did. You're far more likely to share it, which right. is that word of mouth marketing which what is what made social media so great because it didn't have to be word of mouth anymore. You could literally just go right to your social media and share it with people. And all of these, you know, different platforms were created in order to be able to share that information. But, you know, I think it was a great conversation. Congratulations to Fred Smith on a uh, career well accomplished. Here's and I uh, love to hear the lessons. Here's an interesting comment. Shay, could you put up the FedEx logo? I saw you had the Fed up, but, but was there FedEx? Do you have a FedEx logo? No, not not FedEx. I don't uh, have FedEx. So in the logo, so when I was in the logo business, yeah, I got and I picked somebody. Logo development is expensive, or it used to be. Was <laughs> FedEx paid seventy five thousand dollars to have their logo made, and if you look at all of their logos, embedded in the logo is an arrow that's moving forward. Forward, yep. Which is exactly. insane. You don't see it. Until someone points it out to you, but that kind of thinking, they went it's over the and above. E and the X, right? It's the X at the, the, right e the X middle. at the end, 
right? Yeah. You know, the white is yeah. when you and someone brings your attention to it, you look at it, it was a commitment to moving forward, doing Bang. things differently. Innovation, service, great stuff. Fred Smith, oh, they're based in Tennessee. No surprise, his son's the coach of the I know, that's what I said. I was like, oh, go figure. His son became the coach. They to be a big sponsor there too, right? And you know what school really benefited from him being there is Memphis. Memphis. University of Memphis got tons of funding from Fred Smith. So a great conversation this morning. Have a terrific Thursday. Let's get down to business. Please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart speak. Friends keep telling me to leave this. So let's get down, let's get down to business. Let's get down, let's get down to business. Give you one more night, one more night to get this. We've had a million, million nights just like this.